0: Our feet as we honor the word and welcome Pastor Jonathan back home. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you, Lord, that you are a God of miracles. And our hearts are overflowing with a sense of gratitude that you found us, that you saved us. The greatest miracle of all is that we're going to spend eternity with you. And We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We pray that your kingdom would come, your will be done in our lives, in our homes, in our workplace, everywhere that we place our feet, Lord, may we bring a, a sense of your vision and your heart for the world in which we live and we ask this in Jesus mighty name amen amen, amen. all right you may be seated let's give our worship team a hand and thank them thank you Di uh, for your welcome home I uh, just got back as you probably heard from Australia I was there for uh, 12 days um, away for two weeks, I left Sunday night, got back this morning, I got in this morning at 6am uh, and uh, after a 14 hour flight, I've already lived through this day once, so <laughs> I, I'm living through it again and uh, I lost a day going over there and I found it two weeks later and it's okay, it, it, the first day ended all right, so you don't have to worry uh and uh so anyway i'm if i uh lose my train of thought and i start wandering off and you know throw something at me um and uh i'm i will get back on track but it was great to be in australia like di said three years uh since i had been there and it was in a sense it was for uh for me uh, just a kind of a uh, it was a significant time of thinking what has transpired in the last three years and australia has just opened their borders if you 're an australian citizen uh, you can go without being vaccinated if you're a u.s citizen you can't go uh, just kidding no <laughs> if you're a u.s citizen you can go if you're vaccinated uh, but all the you know all of the um, all of the requirements they keep changing and all sorts of things happening, but it was a uh, time when I, three years, is a, three years is a long time. Yes. And uh, we've been through three years, where Di said, the season that we've been through has been uh, unprecedented, really. I mean, we all thought maybe a few months uh, the the world would get back to normal. I don't know if it will ever get back to normal. And we're living in in interesting times it was interesting being in australia they have a new government they had an election yesterday they have a new government um i'm not going to talk politics Uh, but it was uh but anyway uh they have a new government um and uh, uh there's a lot that's happening in our world but thank god that god is on the throne god is on the throne he's in control He's not been taken by surprise at all that's taken place um, and I'm just so thankful that we can uh, we can get into his word and worship and keep continuing to do all that God's called us to do so great to be here um, Australia sends their love to you and I'm so glad I'm here hey I was there 12 days it rained for eight days out of the 12 days all Like rain. I'm talking about serious rain. And we had four sunny days that were beautiful days. The rest of the time it rained. They've had more rain this year. It must be, what is it? uh, Tim Carr will know. Is it El Nino or La Nina when it rains all the time? El Nino. 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 They're having an El Nino year. So there you go. All right. So it's Miracle May. How many people are believing God for a miracle? God is able and with God all things are possible and that's what our focus has been over this month. As I always say, God's able to do a miracle any day, any week, any month of the year but there's something powerful about focus and so I want to take a moment to do part two of a message that I I brought last uh, uh, on the first Sunday of May. The second Sunday was Mother's Day. Dai brought a great word. Then last week, Bijou. I just heard nothing about people raving about Bijou, Bijou's message. And, uh, and his wife, Seku, they were staying with us, made a curry. And I was so looking forward to, uh, so looking forward to eating that. But my daughters ate it yesterday. So uh, they'll have to come back. They'll have to come back and cook me another one. But I was a little envious of the conversations. He's a great conversationalist, and we love Bijou, so I'm sure that you were thoroughly enjoyed his his messages. With God, all things are possible. And on the first Sunday of May, I I started this message called Where's the Miracle? I wonder if you've ever been in a place where you've thought, "Where's the miracle?" Yeah. Yeah. I have a son, Joshua, who we talked. Uh, Di mentioned, and many of you will know that I have a son, Joshua, who, who this year is 42 years old, and he's in a. In a uh, he has special needs. He's severely um, uh, handicapped, um, and has been all his life. Doesn't talk. He walks, but. Um, He's been a, an amazing joy to me personally. Um, but when he was born, he was born with a cord around his neck and was uh, deprived of oxygen. And I've always believed... I had just become a Christian. And so I thought, something's wrong here. I just became a Christian and my firstborn son was born with a severe handicap and I remember um, God began to work in my heart and bring me an understanding of uh, this question that I was asking where's the miracle I prayed I fasted I prayed I fasted and I sought God and here he is 42 years old he's in a beautiful facility uh, put, going into a new new home that I've I, I visited with him that is an amazing facility with people who take the best care for him. But all the time I've been asking, where's the miracle? And there are some things in life that we're never going to know or we're never going to understand until we're in heaven with Jesus. But while I was in Australia, I was spending every day I could. I'd drive down, I'd put him in my car, I'd put worship music on and I'd drive with him for two hours and I'd pray for him and I'd be sitting there in the presence of God with him. But all the time in the back of my mind is, where's the miracle? And at the end of the day, God is the only one who, who knows these things. And one thing I do know is that I know that when he goes to be with Jesus and, and, and when, we're all, when we're all in, in, in heaven in eternity, He's not going to be, Uh, he's not going to have the limitations that he has now. And in the midst of all of this, I have learned one thing, and that is to trust God and to trust the sovereignty of God. Does it mean that because Joshua hasn't been healed? that he will never, that that God doesn't heal? Absolutely not. I have been healed physically myself. I have prayed for people who've been physically healed. I know that God physically heals, but my uh, understanding of who God is is not limited to my own personal experience because sometimes we just don't understand. And I want to encourage you, if there's an area in your life or there's something that's happening in your life where... Maybe you're asking that question, where's the miracle? God is faithful and God is sovereign. And sometimes the greatest miracle of all is the work that God does in us. And I feel that even through what I've walked through with Joshua, that there's things that I've learned in my own life and deposit that, a deposit that God has put inside of me that has really enabled me to have an understanding and a compassion and a perspective that I would never have been able to have otherwise. So I want to encourage you today, keep believing God, keep keep knowing that in all things, God works together for good, for those who love him and are called by his name. But in the midst of all that, here's what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that, God can do anything, you know. This is in the message version, Ephesians 3.20. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. God is able to do anything. And when I started this message, I want to just touch on a couple of aspects of it. There were three things that... I highlighted where I believe the miracle is found and where we experience the miracle. The first was the miracle is in the process. Or if you are American, the miracle is in the process. process. So the miracle is in the process. Now everyone say process. The miracle is in the process. Yes, there you go. Got it right. Ephesians 3:20. the in the message version goes on to say God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams he does it not by pushing us around there's a there's a a good thought he doesn't do it by pushing us around but by working within us his spirit deeply and gently within us so God wants to do more than we could ever ask or imagine But he's going to do it by working in us, his spirit working in us, because he wants to engage us in the process. And he wants us to partner with him in the miracle. So God's not just going to do it for us. He wants to do it with us. And our word for this year is. That's good. Engage, engage and how, how, how amazing it is when we are engaged, the things that happen when we engage. And so that's been our focus this year. We want to engage. We want to engage with God in, in, in ever deeper ways. We want to engage in our church family, in our church community. We want to engage in our community at large. So the word uh, uh, in, in, in the process God wants us to engage with Him, and every miracle that you can think of that Jesus did, He engaged someone's focus. He engaged them in in in, a, in doing something that would uh, that would activate the miracle. So that was the first thing uh, that that we want that we highlighted is number one: the miracle is found in the process. Secondly, the miracle is. In God's Word, the miracle is in God's Word. Many years ago, um, I, uh, as a young young man, I'm still a young man. Um, when I accepted Christ as my savior, I there was a Billy Graham crusade in Sydney at the Randwick Racecourse. Jenny will know the Randwick Racecourse and uh, Billy Graham came to town. Now I'm talking 1978, 1978, 1979. And I signed up, I was a new Christian and I signed up as a, as a new Christian counselor. Of course with all my experience as a Christian I had a lot of... <laughs> but they gave you an instruction manual and, and in that instruction manual were some memory cards to memorize Scripture. And um, I took these cards and I began to memorize Scripture. And I discovered something that God's Word has within it, creative power. In the book of Hebrews, we read, by faith, God created the heavens by the words of his mouth. So when God speaks, things come to life. Things happen. There's creative power in God's word. Now, without going into details, at the age of 23, I needed my mind to be renewed. I lived through... I was a hippie before I got saved. I needed my mind to be renewed. And so I began to take these cards these memory cards and i began to memorize them and i would memorize hebrews 4 12 for the word of god is uh sh- powerful and active it is sharper than any two-edged sword it pierces to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart romans twelve two. do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might be able to test and approve what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is. So I began to memorize these scriptures. And what I discovered was, um, uh, and interestingly, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, I worked in a fabric warehouse at the time. And my job was, I was a cutter. I was a cutter of fabric, of velvets and damask and so on. That was my job. And, and um and uh, I worked for a, 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 they were a Jewish uh, company, and, and I didn't do this intentionally, but every now and again, I'd drop these cards on the floor, and they'd pick the cards up, they were Jewish, and they'd pick these cards up about, you know, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So I would memorize these scriptures. And, and I began to experience that my, my mind began to be renewed, and I discovered that, God's word has within it miraculous supernatural yes. creative power. Amen. The miracle is in God's word. Yes. We're not just reading a book. And 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 I began to memorize these scriptures and and understood the power that was in God's word. Interestingly enough, and this is just on a side note, my I'm um, I'm going to give myself an allowance because of my jet lag. I was, a, I was a new Christian counselor at that crusade with Billy Graham. And that was where Di accepted Christ as her savior at that crusade. I'm sure I saw her walking down the front there. To, she was 12. Okay. So we won't get into that. She was 12 and I was 23. So I did not notice her. Order in the house. God's word has within it created power. I remember um, a message that I heard many years ago. And uh, the person who was bringing this message uh, brought this thought. And I've shared it many times and you may have heard me say it before. But all of us face the facts. If you go to a doctor and the doctor gives you a prognosis those are the facts faith does not remove the facts the facts are there the symptoms are there the facts are there the physical outworking maybe it's a sickness but there's the facts but then there's also the truth and the truth is god's word And God's Word is filled with truth that relates to every single area of our life where the truth of God's Word can take preeminence over the facts that we face. And this is what he said, when the truth of God's Word invades the facts, it leaves different facts behind. I want you to think about that for a minute. When the truth of God's Word invades the facts, it leaves different facts behind. In other words, if I can lay hold of the truth in God's word that, that um, God can heal me and, and that God is a healer, then that truth and that revelation in my heart can release and activate the healing power of God to touch my physical body. Exactly. And in every single area of, of God's word, there are promises And those promises apply to to all of us. So the facts are we need a miracle. The truth is what the scriptures say in God's word about that particular area. Whether it's sickness or whether it's debt or whether it's a relationship. God is is a restorer. Whether it's uh, the truth is that God heals. The truth is that God is a provider. The truth is that God is a restorer. And the miracle is in the way that we handle the facts and the truth. Because the facts can be overwhelming. And if we're constantly rehearsing and going over what the facts say, then that is what's going to carry the most weight, rather than rehearsing the truth of God's Word. For example, (laughs) if fear, if you're struggling with fear, the Word of God says, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah. So rather than rehearsing my fears, whatever they may be, all of us have fears yeah. that we have to overcome. That every, Everyone has different challenges in different areas uh, uh, in, 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 in that area. But the reality is, if I'm declaring God's word, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, then the truth of God's word is going to carry more weight than the facts or the thing that I'm struggling with. So right across the board, and here's, a, here's an interesting thought. When we, when we look into God's word, I wonder if you've ever read God's word and you've discovered that there are patterns in God's word patterns there are patterns in God's word and in within those patterns are keys to miracles so for example there's nothing that God does that is random and when God created the heavens and the earth he encoded the heavens and the earth with a myriad of patterns If you are a musician, you know that there are patterns within the various scales. And I can see one or two musicians nodding their heads. There are patterns that you have to follow if you're going to make a melodious sound. If you don't follow those patterns, it's not going to be very melodious. With mathematics, there are patterns that uh, uh, within... Uh, which many of the mathematical uh, equations uh, all function with a specified pattern. Physics, right. chemistry, yes. everything about God's creation is encoded with patterns. There are patterns in the universe that people who study the stars and study the universe, they this they continually discovering these patterns because there is nothing that God does That is random, and within God's word we find those patterns. For example, one of the examples about patterns is DNA. How many of you know that back before the 1990s, it was very difficult to solve certain crimes because the uh, the technology of DNA was not was very was in its infancy, and. one of the greatest discoveries of DNA is found that encoded in uh, there are strands of our DNA that are encoded with patterns that not only determine our identity, but are keys to understanding how the body works. And so scientists have been studying and mapping the patterns of DNA, and they found that these patterns that are encoded in the human DNA were, were keys to finding cures for disease. I want you to think about that for a minute with, in light of what we're talking about with God's Word. These patterns were keys to finding cures for disease. And from what they learned, they were able to make create medicine and vaccines based on those DNA patterns. So here's the thought. The patterns were the key to the cure. I want you to think about that for a moment. The patterns were the key to the cure. And in the same way, we find patterns within God's word that if we apply them to our lives, they are keys to breakthrough in every area of our lives. I want to give you some examples quickly. There's a pattern for building in God's word. How we build. I'm not just talking about building a building, but how we build our lives. How we build yeah. our Business, if you're a business person, how we build our families. All of there are patterns within God's word, and in the book of Exodus, God tells Moses, I want you to build the tabernacle exactly according to the pattern that I will show you. So, God gives him a pattern, God gives him a plan. Why does God give him a pattern and a plan? Because God there's, an, there's architects here. I don't know where the Yitzins are, but uh, why does God give them a pattern uh, and a plan? Because he, 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 he wants a nice building? No, because he wanted them to build it according to a pattern so that he could fill yeah. what was built according to his pattern with his presence. Yeah. And as we think about that, If we want God's presence to fill our lives, our families, our church, any aspect or area of our lives, when we build it according to God's pattern, then we are preparing a way for God's presence to come into and flood whatever area of our life it might be. For example, God gave them a pattern for farming, and he said, Uh, when you enter the land and plant fruit trees, leave the fruit unharvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden. That's for you, Jeannie French. Do not eat it. Uh, Let the the squirrels eat it. Let Let the birds eat it. But in the fourth year, the entire crop must be consecrated to the Lord and you must bring the first fruits to your pastor. No, I'm just adding that in. Finally, in the fifth year, you may eat the fruit. Now listen to this. If you follow this pattern, your harvest will increase. I am the Lord your God. God had a pattern for farming. And if we follow the pattern, our harvest will increase. Paul talks about living according to the pattern of Christ. Pattern yourselves after me, Paul said follow my example as I imitate, and follow Christ. And so we. if the pattern is right, the results will follow. One of the things that I love to do is I love to read my Bible, and I've been reading it now for many decades, and every time I open my Bible, I discover a new pattern. I discover something fresh and something new, and... Within those patterns lie keys to our breakthrough, lie keys to our miracle, lie keys to God's blessing and God's miraculous power being released. God's word has within it miraculous supernatural power. And when the pattern is right, the results will follow. When the pattern is right, the results will follow which is why Jesus said in Matthew 6:33 seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you mm-hmm. so where's the miracle the miracle's in God's word and then thirdly the miracle is in the seed the miracle Is in the seed. Matthew 17, Jesus says these words Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, which is a tiny seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. Just as a side note, some of you may have heard me talk about this, but I've been to Uh, Bethany and I've been and I've stood in a place where you can look over Jerusalem and you can see on the far to your far right just north of the Dead Sea um, you can see a mountain and this mountain has had its top cut off and next to it is another smaller mountain and the mountain that had its top cut off is a A mountain that Herod had his slaves literally move to cut the top off it so that he could build his summer palace there. And so uh, Jesus was, I think, referring to, everyone knew it was common knowledge that Herod had moved a mountain, or he hadn't moved it, his slaves had moved the mountain. that Herod had moved a mountain and it took many years and cost many lives to to do that. He was saying, you through your faith can see what would be impossible to do by yourself with your own natural strength. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed. And Jesus refers to our faith as a seed. Many stories Jesus tells about a seed A sower went out to sow, thank you. A sower went out to sow seed. He talked about the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his ground. And everything has within it seed. God said he created everything after its own kind and within it was the seed for reproduction. Reproduction. The seed is the miracle. Jesus, God said to Abraham, in your seed, all the nations will be blessed. In your seed, what was that? The son that he was believing God to have, but he was talking ultimately about Jesus. In Abraham's seed was Jesus who would bring salvation to the world. So the miracle is in the seed. And I, I, I'm I, gonna close just taking a moment to think about seed. In my hand, I have a Conquer. Oh, yeah. Some of you may not know what a Conquer is, but this is a horse-chestnut seed. And it's significant to me because when Bella, our, our daughter, was at uh, University of Washington, there was a horse chestnut tree outside her sorority. And I picked this up as a souvenir. And I keep this because it reminds me of where she was. But I grew up with horse chestnut trees at the boarding school that I went to. And these are amazing trees that can grow up to 100 feet. And within them, uh, on the tree, they have these... These seed pods that are actually green and spiky, and then they turn brown, and within them they have this seed. And actually, we used to take this seed, and we used to have conquer fights. Anyone here ever have a conquer fight? You drill a hole through it, and you, uh, if if you want a really good conquer, you you soak it in vinegar, and you put a string through it, and then you whack the other person's conquer, and then they. Whack yours, and the one that lasts wins the, the conquer fight. And I think if you win, we got, you know, you, 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 you put the tally up and, and so on and so forth. But anyway, this seed, actually, within this conquer are multiple seeds that have within it miraculous supernatural power. This right now is sitting on a bench in our home. This will never, never. Produce other seed. The miracles in it, but it has to be planted. Right. And it has within it miraculous and supernatural power when it is when it is planted. And the miracles in the seed, but it has to be planted. And John Jesus said in John's Gospel. Uh, John records it I tell you the truth unless a grain of wheat is planted in the ground and dies it remains a solitary seed but when it's planted it produces in death a great harvest and I want to close with just these thoughts about some seeds have you ever had a, 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 a thought and you feel think that's a seed thought And it has within it the potential. If Di has a seed thought, it has the potential for a book. If I have a seed thought, it has a potential for a message and a book in 20 years' time. I'm just kidding. I need to speak more positively about my writing. But you have a seed thought. Our thoughts have seeds. Our thoughts are like a seed that puts its roots into our brain and creates neural pathways. And so our thought life is very important because uh, our thoughts are like seeds that will produce fruit. And they have the potential to produce supernatural fruit that is positive uh, and, and and, and is building good results in our life or we it has it has the potential for us to go down a track and I talked I've talked about this before where our mind gets on a certain path and it's it's actually undermining our progress and undermining our our growth and our strength so our thoughts are like seeds which is why it's so important that we take the seed of God's word and we allow it to be planted in our heart and in our mind. The other one that I want to talk, highlight, is our words. Our words are like seeds that produce after their own kind. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. If we keep saying, I can't do it, I've got news for you, you won't do it. And I think it's a good exercise for us to listen to our words. Now, I'm not talking about the things that you say in your motor vehicle about other drivers. (laughs) Because you all do that, I know. I'm talking about the words that we rehearse that maybe are negative or critical or words that are filled with doubt. I'll never, that'll never happen. Rehearsing what's happened in the past. I talked about the leaves that fall off the tree. Um, Things that people have done to you. Has anyone had anything done to you that you didn't like? Don't worry, don't put your hands up. We all have. (laughs) The hopelessness of your situation if we are continually rehearsing those things over and over again they are like seeds that will take root and they will begin to produce fruit the kind of fruit that we don't want to have in our lives which is why the why the word of god is so clear about the importance of uh, of, of the the tongue that life and death are within the power or in the power of the tongue. And, it was, and when we refer to Jesus, what Jesus said, Jesus said, speak to the mountain. One of our biggest problems is that we, um, we, we listen to ourselves rather than speak to ourselves. When I was growing up, I was told speaking to yourself is the first sign of madness. But, but actually I've learned that speaking to ourselves is very powerful. Speak to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. Speak to yourself and choose those words that are going to declare God's word, God's truth, God's power. So our thoughts are like seeds. Our words are like seeds. Our actions are like seeds. Everything that we do has consequences. Every action is a seed that is sown that will produce a result, a return that has ramifications and God wants to move us towards action. Uh, God is attracted to movement. And one of the things that, that over this, this month that we're encouraging people to do is take this card and write on it. If you haven't written on it yet, then write on it. Because that's an act, you're actively writing down something that you believe in God to do in your life. And and involved in in doing something that is going to bring that result that we're believing God for, that we want God to do on our behalf. Our actions are like seeds, and then our resource is like seed. Jesus said, give, and it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Paul talks about... That God gives seed to the sower. What is the seed? Seed is our resource. It's our finance, but it's what, it, it's, it's our, our resource. Um, and our, our, the, the word of God is very clear about the power of generosity. Paul says whoever sows generously will reap generously. Um, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And at the end of this month, uh, every month in May, we give a miracle offering. Uh, On January, um, no, June, Jonathan, June the 5th, we're going to be giving our miracle offering. Every year in May, we give a miracle offering. And what are we doing? We're sowing seed. I could tell you some stories about how Die and I have sowed seed and offering. Over and above our normal tithes and offerings. And God has supernaturally over and over again. Multiplied that back into our lives. And I've told many of those stories here. That when we sow that seed. God is going to multiply it supernaturally. And I want to encourage you. Our church. To be prayerful about that. Be praying and asking God what you would have us to do. We have a, a generosity breakfast on that Saturday, uh, June the 4th, I believe it is. Sunday is June the 5th. We've got a generosity breakfast. We'd love you to join us for that. It's a free breakfast and uh, it'll be a good breakfast. And as it'll be as close to an Aussie breakfast as I, uh, I, I don't know. Well, let's see what we can do about that. Bacon, eggs, sausages, grilled tomatoes, mushrooms, toast, Vegemite. marmalade, yeah, Vegemite as well, Vegemite as well, yeah. Well, we have that breakfast that's coming up and we'd love you to join us for that. But I want to really encourage you. There are so many stories in the Bible about people who, who gave and sowed and God supernaturally multiplied what they gave as they sowed into the kingdom. What we enjoy today Is because previous generations sacrificed for us the Church of Jesus Christ uh, we don't live in a in a slice of time we live in a continuum of time we are beneficiaries of what previous generations have done and I, I want to do everything I can in my lifetime and I know that you do to be able to pave the way for others to know God's grace and God's goodness where's the miracle The miracle is in the process, the miracle is in God's Word and the miracle is in the seed. Let's be in the process, let's be in God's Word and let's take the seed that God has given to us whether it's our thoughts, our words, our actions, our resource and sow that seed and watch God multiply it miraculously and supernaturally in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Would you, would the worship team, can you, can, can you hear, can we sing a song now? We're going to sing a song. And I want to encourage you to do something. While we're worshipping God as we close the service, maybe you need, maybe you need physical healing. Just put your hand on your chest. I believe God that that God can touch and heal you. Maybe you need. Maybe you need a financial miracle. Put your hand out. If you need healing and a financial miracle, put your hand on your chest and put your other hand out. <laughs> whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you're believing God for, God is present here. And you don't have to work it up and I don't have to work it up. But Jesus said, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Ask and it will be given to you. God's a healer. God's a supernatural provider. God can give you favor. God can turn impossible situations around. And I want to pray for you right now. We're going to worship God and while we're worshiping just breathe in and receive just like you'd receive a gift that someone extended to you the gift of healing the gift of God's supernatural provision the gift of peace the gift of hope and faith Father God, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We know that there is nothing that you can do that is beyond the scope of your power or your ability. And Lord, today we put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. And Lord, I ask that you would heal supernaturally Let your supernatural presence touch and permeate every cell of our beings. And may your healing power flow. May you open the windows of heaven. May you cause resource, provision to flow. May relationships be restored. Lord, may you turn impossible situations around. May you make a way in the wilderness. May you cause springs of living water to to spring up. Lord, for those that are parched and dry and feeling weary, Lord, may we, as we wait upon you, may we mount up on wings as eagles and run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Lord, come Holy Spirit, touch each and every person we pray. Today, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the answer to our prayers. For we ask them in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name.